0: Uh, tonight we're blessed to have Brother Aaron back with us tonight. Uh, he has been working, uh, trying to prepare a message for us tonight, and I know that you folks are looking forward to it as much as I am. And you continue to pray for Aaron as he develops his call and God that God has called him to the ministry. And uh, you you just pray that God will work in his life to uh, to uh, just just. Help him to develop his messages and speak through him as he proclaims the gospel uh, as he stands before us. Come on, Brother Aaron, and uh, you preach to us and close out. Thank you. I'm going to ask you to please turn to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. I'm not going to tell you the verses yet. But starting, we all have a want or something that we want to do and then something we actually should do. Some of us will do what we want to do and then reject what we should do. Some of us will do what we should do and do what we want to do. But then some of us will do what we should do with a willing heart and happy about it. I actually have a story that goes sort of along with my sermon tonight. On Friday, I had a speech class at Valencia. Some of you know I take college classes. We had speeches due on Friday that we had to do. I did mine, and then a girl that came up a few speeches before me got up in front of the whole entire class, the secular college. She gets up in front of the whole class and does a speech on creation versus evolution. And she used the Bible to back up her... Stating that creation is true and how evolution is false. She's the Bible to back it up. I thought that she had incredible bravery to get in front of a whole class, about 30 people, and state her own opinion on it and show what she believes on it and then give it to the people and see what they would do with it. That is true bravery. She fought the flesh in this. With my my title of my sermon is the flesh versus Christ. This girl got in front of the class, battled the flesh holding her back, most likely telling her, "Don't do this. Do this other subject. It's going to get you probably a better grade." But she used what she had probably got laid on her heart from the Lord, and did a speech on creation versus evolution, and used Bible verses and facts to prove creation is true. So, going back to Romans chapter 8, we're going to begin reading in verse 1. Verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law cannot do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of your body, ye shall live. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, for today, be with everyone here and be with all the prayer requests and... Use this message according to your will, and give me the words you have me to say, and in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. See, the the whole main topic that I chose from these passages of scripture is the flesh versus Christ, or our flesh, fleshly mind, versus Christ in us. So, through verses 1-4, through we see that Christ freed us from the flesh. He gave us the choice of freedom from the flesh. Christ bridged the gap when he died on the cross. He died our own death. When God bridged that gap, he gave us a way to be free from the bondage of the flesh and sin. God sent his son for everyone that will ever live and has lived. When Christ died, he created a way for all men to be free from sin and to have a relationship with him. And he bridged that gap that we made by our failures. We can never have this relationship with God if he had never died and bridged that gap. Right. If Jesus had never risen from the dead, we would never be able to have that relationship with him. Christ, Christ abolished, which means to put an end to, according to dictionary.com, he abolished sin's sentence of death to us. When he, Jesus died, he abolished it, which means he put an end to sin's sentence of death. He destroyed sin's hold on us. He that doesn't mean that we had that sin had a hold of us. He destroyed the sin's hold on us, able to, ability to keep it on us, and he made it a way for us to have a relationship with him. Sin's really only hold on us is when we allow sin to rule our lives and to we have sin in our lives. It's the only way that sin will keep hold of us. We as Christians, saved people, should rely on the Lord to lead us away from sin. And to keep us from that sin bondage and lead us wherever the Lord leads. We should live to show that the flesh has no hold on us wherever we let go. And we should show how we follow the Lord. And the secondly is do not focus on fleshly wants. The flesh wants exact opposite of what the Lord wants. The Lord wants you to follow him and do godly things. The flesh wants you to do whatever you want to do, whatever it's mainly usually against the will of God. When we f- focus on fleshly things, we're more likely to do fleshly things. Because if we constantly focus on it and think about it in our daily life, we're more likely to do it. Like, if you're thinking of chocolate cake all day long, you're more likely to go to a Publix and buy a chocolate cake and eat it all. <laughs> if you dedicate so much focus on something, you are more likely to do it like the chocolate cake. <laughs> Since we are sinners, we we focus on some fleshly things during the day. We should never allow those things to become a reality. We should ask God for forgiveness when we think of these fleshly things. Not saying chocolate cake is fleshly, even though it sort of is. We need to focus on the Lord wherever He's leading and wherever He wants us. Hopefully God God likes chocolate cake, because I hope it's in heaven. But the flesh is opposite to the Lord. We should allow the Lord to lead us, not the flesh. The flesh leads us down wrong paths. The flesh will, our own will is contrary to what the Lord wants. Because the world will influence our thoughts and then it will influence us. And we'll be out in the world doing whatever it is that we want to do and not the Lord. When we get away from the Lord, it causes maybe if other people know that we're Christians and we're living that sinful life. They'll think a false interpretation of what a Christian is. They'll see us sinning in our day-to-day life and then say, I don't, why, why are you so different? Just you're, you're a so-called Christian. When we focus on the flesh, we actually are focusing on ourselves. We need to focus on the Lord and where he is leading us. So, going back to that chocolate cake idea, instead of focusing on that chocolate cake, If you're in a healthy situation, you're maybe going to focus on salad all day. I don't know why you would. Chocolate cake is so much better. But saying the new analogy like God is the salad and sin is that chocolate cake, which is unhealthy. We need to focus more on God during the day, which means we have to continue to have that relationship with Him. We need to pray daily, read His word, see where He wants us to go. Look for where he is working at and then maybe maybe eventually we can have a little bit of that sinful desire of chocolate cake at the end. But I'm not saying that chocolate cake is extremely bad. We should never allow Satan to influence us and lead us away from the Lord because when we are not inside the Lord's will, we may have that false false look on us saying we are Christians, but then when other people see us. They're really just going to be like, you're just like me. Um, Why are you so different just because you're a Christian? Um, We should strive to live after Christ. We're going to see in verses 10 through 13, it says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit, ye mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. We need to have this daily relationship with the Lord if we don't want to have the fleshly bondage that we have. We need to strive for that daily relationship with the Lord. We need to make sure that we set apart time for the Lord during our day-to-day life. I know a lot of us are busy during the day. I know I am busy on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. But I still should make time to have that relationship with the Lord and to study His Word, pray every day. And that time spent with the Lord is something you will never really get back. It's so good to have in your day-to-day life. Because when we have that daily relationship with the Lord, He will teach us and show us more in His Word than you will ever actually know by just reading it instead of having that relationship. Because we can just read it and not get anything from it. But then when we're having that relationship with the Lord, He'll show us things like you can read the same verse a hundred thousand times and you'll most likely every single time reading that verse mostly get something different from it each time. God may show you something of the same. And that's usually showing you that you need to maybe change that area in your life. Or if He's showing you the same thing over and over, He's showing you that He wants something to change. And when we have this relationship, we have an outward showing of what the Lord wants. We should show God in our everyday life and that He can do anything and everything within His power. The only thing that the Lord cannot do is sin. So the Lord has unlimited power To even save us from death. He has enough power to create the whole world just by speaking. And he has enough power to raise again three days later. He has enough power to do really anything. To lead you. And even though we may sin, he has power to forgive us. We need to make sure that every time we sin... We may sin, we sin every day. We do sin every day. But we need to make sure that when we sin, we need to go make sure that we ask God for forgiveness of that sin because eventually if we just don't ask Him for forgiveness, we'll fall into the pit of sin and we'll get so far away from the Lord that we won't hear His conviction anymore. And you never really want that in your life because it is not good because you're far away from the Lord and you will eventually start showing outwardly what is happening on the inside? So you may be so bad in sin, but other people will see that Christian attitude. But eventually, that out the inward expressions will eventually come outward, and then those people that know you're Christian will be turned away from Christianity, or maybe even be turned away from being saved because you drove them away because you did something. Sinful, and they thought it was fine to do because you're a Christian and God, you follow God. But when we show others, when we show Christ, others will see what we have. Like if we're if we're in Walmart or Publix and we're showing Christ by helping others or sharing even the gospel. Because at state youth, they actually had a, a lesson that was focused on community outreach, and people actually went to a Walmart and started passing out traction sharing the gospel, and they got kicked out of Walmart for sharing the gospel because they thought it was soliciting. See, I want to have something happen to me like that. I want to go to a public place and get kicked out for sharing the gospel just because they didn't like what I was doing, because they're not really liking what I was doing. They're not liking God at all. Because if we're sharing the gospel and other people reject it, that's a problem between them and God, not a problem with me. We need to make sure that we're sharing the gospel and not letting the flesh have hold on us. The flesh has its own will, and way. Christ has his own will. So if we go to this public place and are sharing the gospel, handing out tracts, doing, showing Christ in us, and we get kicked out for it, that's not our problem. They have a problem with God, and they really don't want God anywhere near them. So in conclusion, we are all sinners... Even me, I'm a sinner. But we have a free gift of salvation and a free gift out of bondage of sin. So even you can have this too. And we all you need to do is accept the Lord, follow him day to day, and for all the saved people, we need to make sure that we strive for that daily relationship with the Lord and follow where he leads and look where he is leading and make sure that we are striving to have that daily relationship with the Lord and to make sure that we are reading his Bible, reading the Bible, and seeing where he is at work around us, and then joining him if it is his will.